What up, combatants, and welcome to the One v One show. It's your boy Geo Huey Flow. Welcome you all to the welcome you welcoming you to the place. All things niche, nerd, and pop culture. We have a dope show for you today. We're going to talk about Studio Ghibli having a theme park. We're going to talk about Marvel. We're going to talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. And then we're also going to debate: Is there too many superhero movies going on right now? Is superheroes flooding the market? Now, as always, introduce, not today, not my co-host, but the man behind the boards, Hyphy Soul, a.k.a. Mikey. Hey, what's up, everyone? If you're new to the 1v1 show and what we do here, how we conduct the show is by starting off with 10 topics from the news of this week regarding the newest Pokemon game, Studio Ghibli, and so much more, and like EA games and all that stuff. And each topic will have a timer of five minutes with the last two topics just being a little bit longer, maybe seven to ten minutes. And after that, we'll be they will be discussing their top five fight scenes in movies and TVs and anime and, and whatnot. And for this week, or yeah. Hey, thank you for the follow, Blaze Justin and also Alex from earlier. And uh we don't end there. We also have a we're gonna finish off the episode with a debate. Which will be a 1v1 showdown where our guest host, NGO, will have a take sides on a debate. And speaking of the guest host, that is Blue Batasai, aka Ray. What's up, Ray? Yo. What's going on today? How are you guys doing today? We're chilling, dog. We're doing, chilling, chilling, doing good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. For sure. And uh, I'm ready. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. And uh, all right. Wait. And if you like what we're doing here, please give us a follow on our socials to the left of the screen on IG, Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon. And we have three tiers where three dollars will get you a roll credit at the end of the show. And five dollars will get let you submit any topic that you want no we that you want us to talk about and as long as it's appropriate. And for ten dollars, you can sponsor us by plugging anything you want. It could be your socials, your your Etsy profile or something, anything like that. And uh so with that said, let's get on with the show. Boom. So how are you guys doing this week? I mean I we never did that, but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing good man i'm just i'm uh, i'm anticipating tomorrow like we'll see how see how football goes for me i might be i t- i i told uh i told p uh, i told my students at my job that if the niners lose they have to write a two-page essay on why la sucks <laughs> well if things go the way that geo is saying where his students have to make that essay i will be extremely happy i am 100 percent la everything Except for the Chargers and Clippers. Are you allowed to do that? They don't even count. They're like San Diego teams. <laughs> right? <laughs> for sure. All right. So <laughs> let's get the show started with the first yeah. subtopic of the day. And that is starting with Kanye West. Gio, what is happening with Kanye West? All right. For sure. For sure. So the uh, it's not Kanye anymore, Mikey. It's it's Ye. Oh, yeah, but the bad. artist formerly known... <laughs> formerly known as Kanye West, almost has his next album ready, and it's a sequel to Donda. 
So uh, basically, Kanye put out a post saying that Donda 2 is going to release on February 22nd, 2022. So, of course, he's going to make it a big palindrome. It's 2-2-2-2 release date because it's a nice, big, fancy release date. And we know that Kanye is kind of about, like, the the flash and the pizzazz. And he showed off a picture of basically his shot, shot, shit, Chicago childhood home on fire and saying that future... Will executive produce Donda 2? So, you know, we saw the uh, album listening party for Donda. It was also a big spectacle where he replicated his childhood home and he brought out, you know, controversial musicians, Marilyn Manson and DaBaby. And then just, you know, earlier than we thought, we're going to get Donda 2, which we'll see. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of Donda 1. What about you, Ray? Did you listen to Donda? I, I, There's nothing memorable, in my opinion, about that album. I know I'm. The people are gonna hate me for that. And you got some Yee fans uh, that are heavy Yee fans, and but you know there wasn't that one banger that I just kind of like wanted to repeat on my way to work or anything like that. Yeah, same. I mean, honestly, to be to be honest, and I know me, me and uh, me and Mikey have talked about this on the show before, but I I haven't really loved a Kanye album since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and yeah. to me, he's put out. The last the, the last couple of albums that he put out have been mid to to trash, in just my opinion. I think because I think Yeezus was just not it for me. I I maybe I have to re-listen to it, but it was just there was only one song on that album that I really didn't care for. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely just not not that great. No, I, I have to agree with you. Um, also, let's. Are we sure he's going to release it when he said he's going to release it? I mean, he, he is saying like, "Oh, I'm off the phone. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm make sure that this gets released." But how, how much faith do you have in that? I mean, really, because if you think about it, there have been at least three albums that Kanye said he was going to release that never came out. Like whatever happened to back in the day, whatever happened to a good ass job. Right. Like that was supposed to be the last one of his like, you know, he put out college dropout, late registration, graduation, and the last one was supposed to be a good ass job. We never got a good ass job. Supposedly <laughs> supposedly uh that was gonna be a collaboration album with Chance the Rapper, but that's never gonna happen. Whatever happened to Child Rebel Soldiers? Do you remember that? The I remember he was talking about it, yeah. Yeah, it was gonna be him, Pharrell, and uh who was it, Lupe Fiasco. That never came out. Whatever happened to Yandi never came out. He said he was going to put out an album called TurboGrafx-16 after a, a video game console. Never really happened. So yeah, I'm I'm not buying it on this one. And it's it's and the the future future uh, being executive producer like that's got to be some like publicity move because of his divorce with Kim Kardashian. Definitely, I I agree with that too. You know, he he has this crazy. Isn't he seeing somebody now? Like, uh, there's these whole reports about him and somebody else, and then she's only in it for the money or something like that. And it's like, oh man, I try not to keep up with these like <laughs> celebrity gossip, even though it's like constantly in our faces about yeah. like, oh, celebrity this, celebrity that. But you know, wh- whatever. We're it's all about the music, and like I said, Kanye has been on a downward trajectory for a while. Not only that, but like the the statements that he makes is just super head ass. So They're yeah, just way out there. They're just way out there. Yeah, it's it, it really is. 
but yeah, nah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the whole thing. Like just for me, it's like put out the album, like I'll stream it. I'll, I'll listen to it and we'll see. I mean, I'll see if I like it. I'll give it a fair shot. I mean, I try to give most artists a fair so, shot. Kanye, he put out my three theory, of my favorite albums. My fear is that like, I have so much hope that he's going to bring something bring something and I'm just going to be let down and I'm, uh, I'm kind of afraid of that. It's going to release. I am going to give it a listen just like the last album and I am hoping he does go against what I think is going to happen. That would be amazing. But yeah. I I have uh, hope but at the same time I don't. Uh, don't get your hopes up, man. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. Like, don't you know, get your hopes up, dog. In high school, yeah, I, that's what I used to bang all the time. You know, Kanye, Kanye. But you know, yeah, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I mean, I see we got we got, we got a lot of people talking trash in the chat right now. <laughs> I'm trying to moderate um, it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm looking over and it's just a lot of just trash talking, which normally I'd be, normally I'd be a part of that. But you know, I mean, I I it, I know who these people are. Ilo, it's all good, dog. Don't worry about it. They, like, all right, this is what I tell people. Right, we we got a lot of we got a lot of haters out there, and where I come from, we refer to those people as as jive turkeys. So we don't let the, oh. we don't let the job turkeys get to you. So it's all good. We just we just we just let them be and we move on. And speaking That's of moving right. on, and speaking of fight fighting, oh, um, fighting words. Uh, speaking of not about... fighting, let's talk about our next topic, which is uh, Fight Club. What's going yeah. on with Fight Club? Yeah, you know it's it's been over a decade, and we're still talking about Fight Club, even right? though you know. We're breaking the first rule. That's the first rule. Don't talk about it. Three rules. <laughs> uh, hey, so, you know, people are really, really mad about it being streamed in China because, well, you know, they changed, they changed it a little bit. So instead of the chaos, the authorities win. So... The streaming platform in China, they're really, they, they changed it in a way where the authorities win and it destroys the whole iconic ending that we originally had. Uh, the, the, it ends in a way where it leaves a text saying, through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. So apparently Tyler goes to jail uh, and he goes on trial, not jail, excuse me. And he gets sent to a lunatic asylum. They called it a lunatic asylum. <laughs> uh, he receives psychological treatment and then he gets discharged from the hospital. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, Gio? I mean, it's, it's, it's China, dog. Like, you know, they, <laughs> they censor everything to hell. Like, of course... Of course, they're going to change stuff like this. I mean, it's not like the first time they've done stuff like that. Even like if you look at the old Star Wars, not old, the new Star Wars poster for the for the new trilogy, like you notice that why is Finn in the background? Why they got to put the black man who was originally <laughs> in the front of the poster? They put him to like a little corner. It's it's all this stuff that China does, and I'm not surprised about it. But Disney wasn't going to say anything because they know that China and Tencent is a lot of money. 
That's a lot of money. It is uh, a lot of money. Think, do you think there's a specific reason why they wanted the authorities to win? Uh, because they don't want people to get any crazy ideas that the, whatchamacallit, the rebel, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That rebellious acts can can occur within a society. The Chinese probably want to believe that. You know, I wanted you to say that because I don't want China going after me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But, you know, there are some people that are really mad about it. You know, they're going to Tencent's, uh, you know, their page and saying, this is ridiculous, you know, and they're saying it's a pillar of shame in cinematic history. So I do got a question for you. Do you believe that these are Chinese fans saying how mad they are, or do you believe this is Americans? Uh, well, if it's if it's Chinese fans, I mean, I if it's on the Tencent the ten cent uh, streaming app, then it has to be Chinese, Chinese fans. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, one one more interesting fact about it though: uh, the actual author actually said that, uh, in a way, the way the Chinese ended it was kind of closer to the way the book ended it, and. With the author saying that, do you do you think that we should be mad or should we separate the book and the movie? I don't. I don't think people should be mad at all. I think because it's China, <laughs> we should just suspect that that's going to happen. We should already expect it. I mean, if it wasn't the Chinese doing it, if it was another, because the Chinese are like a big boogeyman, according in like most minds of Americans. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, China and but Russia. If 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 it was an, another country doing this, you know, who would really care? No one. And I'm glad you brought that up because if you look, if you if you listen to more of his like interviews and stuff, what he talks about, he says China isn't the only country that changes it. You know, they're they're, they're it's different in different countries depending on where you go. So uh, yeah, this outrage is probably mostly about it being in China, not so much about the way they changed it. Yeah. No, for sure, it's it's definitely. Definitely, uh, just kind of just outrage for outrage, but I think it's cool. How the author basically said that it's it's kind of like more like the book because in the book the same thing happens where he does get taken to like a mental health health mental mental health facility and he's yeah. in there and he's getting pretty much carried by two like uh, workers there who are also you know a part of Project May Mayhem and they're like oh we're ready for your next orders and so Tyler is pretty much trapped he's pretty much trapped there and just like. Because people still won't think, believe that he is the leader, that he's going to come back and create all this mayhem. It's, it's very much, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it, it's a very much like trapped in your own worst, worst nightmare scenario. So I think yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not too mad at this ending because even though for a movie it wouldn't be as visually spectacular, I thought it was pretty good. I honestly think they should could have um, added some kind of visual instead of text, though, to be honest with you. But I yeah, mean, how do you how do you do that with a, a two decade year old video? You know, yeah. Things. But how are you how, how are you gonna do that? How are you gonna get Edward Norton to China? Right. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Guillermo del Toro. How how much how much how many Guillermo del Toro movies have you seen, Ray? I, you know, looking it up, I was like, oh, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, just a few not a lot but a few and the ones that i have seen i will say 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please. For sure. I'm like I'm like a big fan of the Hellboy movies. Both one and two to me are, are fantastic. Some of my favorite films. Uh, I did watch uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which was also really, really good. I haven't seen The Orphanage yet. I did want to watch that. Yeah, or is it The Orphanage? And then I haven't seen The Shape of Water or Pacific Rim. But I heard, I heard that some people didn't. A lot of people were very split on Pacific Rim. You know, I, th- I think that uh, it was more visual, you know, it, you know introducing a new style of CGI, you could say. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, I think that's what a lot of people think. It was kind of out there in your face, I believe. Mm-hmm. For, for me, of, for me, it's, it's definitely the Hellboy movies that, that sold it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, CGI, and that was when it was kind of new. All right. Anyways, but did you know he has a new, a new, a new project coming out? He is having a, a, a stop motion version of the story of Pinocchio. So we're finally going to get Guillermo del Toro's version of Pinocchio coming to life. It's going to be in Netflix, and it's going to drop in December of 2022. So this year, we're going to get uh, Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. And they've released a 30-second little teaser video. And you see Jiminy Cricket. I'm sorry, not Jiminy Cricket. His name is Sebastian J. Cricket. <laughs> and if you recognize the voice, it's Ewan McGregor. It's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is playing this Sebastian J. Cricket. And if you look at the rest of the cast, it's pretty star-studded. So you get uh, David Bradley, who's from Game of, Game of Thrones to play Geppetto. Finn Wolfhard um, from Stranger Things and the new Ghostbusters movie is playing Lampwick. Kate Blanchett is Spezzeratora the monkey. Tilda Swinton is the, the fairy with the turquoise hair. John Turturro is Master Cherry. And Christopher Waltz is the fox. So it's a big old cat. Yes. Right? And to yes. play Pinocchio himself, they got this young, brand-new up-and-comer. His name is Gregory Mann. Uh, probably just some new child actor that they, they pretty much got for the role, so he's getting a big break just off the gun. So good for him. But I'm wondering, like, how, you know, Guillermo del Toro, he, he tends to kind of go into, like, the spooky, creepy side of stuff. Like, what do you think the tone for this is going to be? Is he going to lean into the creepiness, or is it going to be a more family-friendly thing? I'm going to be honest. I think... I don't think it's going to be family friendly. Not a not not at all. I don't not think it's going to be completely creepy though. Um, I'm hoping that we get to explore a different a different side of Pinocchio because I mean, you know, he's he's not like oh, I'm just trying my best to be a boy. You know, you, he has to struggle to become a boy. He has to learn how to be a boy. You know, so I'm hoping there is some creepiness to it because I mean, come on, it's a it's it's a puppet that's coming to life. That's creepy all on its own. That's true. No, that is but, true. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, we, but we do see some a uh, different side of him becoming a boy instead of you know conquering things to be a boy. No, no. Yeah. We, we need some human a- aspects to this. Well, he did. He did an interview with Collider where basically he compared his version of Pinocchio to be kind of like Frankenstein. And he said that, you know, it's a personal passion project for him. And he said, it's a very, very, very personal movie for me. The flip side for me has always been Pinocchio and Frankenstein are the same story because essentially that's the same story. The idea of Pinocchio that talks about things that I consider very deep, but it's fun and it's mu- and it's musical at the same time. And I find it incredibly moving. So 
You know, if he's comparing it to to Frankenstein, you know, I'm sure we'll get some of those kind of Guillermo del Toro creepy moments to it. So, yes, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me let me ask you this: Did you find the whole story of Frank, Frankenstein like very very creepy? Not really. I think if we had watched that Frankenstein movie, the old Universal one, when it came out, maybe. But I think in this day and age, like we're just looking at it like, oh, this is. Just some old goofy movie. So when I talked about like, you know, some creepiness, but not too much. That's what I'm hoping for. Exactly that. Yes. Yes. Oh, shizzle. All right. Let's move on. Basically, we're doing a reboot. And, uh, you know, speaking of reboots, what are we doing? We're we're getting a reboot of the Fresh Prince. Yes. So, uh, you know, Peacock's already re- released a new te- uh, teaser for Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And uh, it- it's going to be February 13th when it starts. Uh, there's a 45 second preview that focuses on the confrontation at West Philadelphia to pick up basketball game. As we all remember, you know, it, it was a little silly, little fight. He gets picked up, spin around, hops in a, hops in a cab. Um, this reboot goes a little bit more deeper than that. And I actually like it because, I mean, when we watched that, the the original series, we saw, oh, there's a little funny fight and then his aunt got mad and he got sent to Bel Air. This one's like, whoa, this guy like almost, you know, he 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 got into some stuff. You know, this, this actually kind of explains a little bit more about that. Um, the... I, and what I mean by him a little bit more is, you know, we got some punches, you know, not funny punches. We got some actual punches. We got guns involved and police involved. You know, this this is a it's a little bit more dramatic than the actual one that we we enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, we, did you did you get to watch that trailer? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the trailer and uh, Mikey in the chat, like he's saying that it felt like it took itself a bit too seriously, but still intrigued. I feel the same way. I think for me. Like, cause they did, they released another trailer before this one. And I gotta say, like, the thing that took me out the most is now you have a jacked Uncle Phil. Like, (laughs) like, what the fuck? Like, okay, Uncle (laughs) Phil is always supposed to be like, 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 kind of like, like, he's lovable, but he's definitely intimidating because he's he's a big guy in the original show. But now it's like you take away kind of like that lovableness, and now it's just like, poof. Like oh shit, like, that's Uncle Phil. I, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this because if you remember this this whole project kind of started with a fan made trailer that was made. I want to say two years ago, two or three years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like the the Uncle Phil <laughs> that they got in there was way better than this role. My name is <laughs> Earl in the chat says I can't wait for a gritty Wayne's Brothers reboot. <laughs> Well, I will say I I am actually interested in giving this one a try. Uh, I do want to see it from a different perspective. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we think about it, though, sitcoms aren't really a big thing anymore like they were back then. No, no, for sure. Like, definitely, definitely the whole sitcom genre has has definitely changed. I, I can't say for the better or for worse, but it's definitely different now. Yes, and yes. it's almost like you notice the style of these sitcoms that are going for these kind of deeper, darker like messaging and just the way it's shot and the way it looks compared to old classic sitcoms that you see, yeah, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. No, for sure. I'm. <laughs> I still can't get over the <laughs> buff Uncle Phil. So I got but, a question for you. What, what was your number one moment that you remember from watching the original Fresh Prince? Um. Wow. Okay. So if like for me, the number one moment. I want to say this is the number one moment, but it's the moment that uh, sticks out to me the most. Just kind of like WTF. Like, so do you remember when Will's mom gets married to his girlfriend's dad? Was it Lisa? Don't remember names. I think it was. I think it was yeah. Nia Long. Nia Long played his girlfriend, and so it's like essentially now they're step siblings, but they were dating. Like that's weird. Yes, yes. That's, and I was like, they never really like that was never addressed. Her character never showed up again. Yeah, and I was just like, that. <laughs> that that's weird. Yeah, oh, very much. Nah. I would say for yeah. me, it was when Carlton brought that gun to defend himself. Oh, yes. So, so after watching that trailer, Carlton is nothing like you know the original Carlton. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering. How? Because one of the great things about Bel Air, Fresh Prince Bel Air, was they actually told a story that was relatable and mixed in comedy with it. You know, there's no. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how they can put too much comedy in this one because it's very, very dramatic. So I'm wondering if it's still going to have that same, you know, relatable story about you know people trying to fit in, people trying to you know find themselves in the world because Carlton seems a little bit stuck up in this one and not the funny kind of stuck up. All right. So before we move on to the next topic, I'm going to cut this one short just because I just got breaking news. Ooh, breaking news, breaking news, breaking, breaking news. Tom Brady is retiring from football after 22 seasons and seven Super Bowl titles. Oh, no way. Yeah. No, that's pretty crazy. The Rams made him retire. Yes. The Rams (laughs) made Tom Brady retire. Like that's oh, Tom Brady. I just got uh, Zombie Bay in the chat saying no way, but I just got breaking news. It's uh, pure uh, from Adam Scheffner, so you know that Adam Scheffner no don't miss. All right, so he's, he's Tom Brady's retiring. That's crazy talk. I well, I, I thought he was gonna go to like fifty, <laughs> fifty something. Yeah. I thought he was gonna go Same. for one more. Yo, that's nuts. Yeah. But you know, you know, he's to me in my opinion, he's the goat. Like just on the fact that he's seven Super Bowls on two, di- he got on two different teams. Yeah, yeah I thought so too. Yeah, but me too, me too. I mean, the man has like, like he has like one percent body fat. He like doesn't eat anything <laughs> that's not carefully calculated. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do all that stuff. So I agree with you on go. I still hate him though. Oh, yeah, same. I still hate <laughs> Tom Brady. Ah. <laughs> uh. I think he just sees that there's no there's no path for him to win now because of well you know now you got all Josh Allen and Mahomes and all these QBs coming up it's just gonna get harder and harder and Father Time does not lose nope Father Time is undefeated anyways let's let's move on to the next topic so we are going to move on from the Fresh Prince we're gonna move on to another. I don't want to say a, a dark, dark reboot because we haven't really seen what this looks like, but it's definitely a controversial one that is going on. We're talking about the the planned reboot for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the kind of the controversy surrounding it um, because Peter Dinklage is criticizing the live action remake of Disney's 
uh, Snow White, which was announced in June in 2022, where they casted West Side Story breakout star Rachel Ziegler as the title character, who is a Latina. Now, uh, Ray, did you watch uh, the West Side Story reboot? I did not watch the reboot because I didn't want to ruin the original. I actually enjoyed the Fair. original. <laughs> uh, Mikey, you saw it, right? Uh, yeah, so yes, I did. I totally forgot I did. Yeah. yeah. Was, was there anything stand out about the, the main star, Rachel Ziegler? Uh, not really. It was whatever. Like, I don't know, it, it didn't, nothing about that, like, was, like, uh, stood out to me. Like, as you could tell, like, it's just, I kind of forgot about the movie that I watched it. So, in my opinion, it's kind of forgettable. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, so anyway, so the live action movie is going to be directed by Mark Webb, who is best known for the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. But for me, Mark Webb is best known for his first movie, which is his best 500 Days of Summer, which is one of my favorite movies. And also, we we found out that Gal Gadot is going to be the evil queen. So here's the thing. Peter Dinklage, who has a, who has a form of dwarfism called a- Acotondroplastia. He said it was taken aback by the fact that, okay, on one point, Disney is trying to be progressive by casting a Latina in this role, but at the same time, you still have problematic representation of dwarves. Um, Now, to quote Peter Dinklage, what he said on this podcast, he said, take a step back and look what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. He said in an hour into the into the, into the interview, he said, "You're progressive in one day, and you're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man?" And so Peter Dinklage also said, "Look, there's no no not to offend anyone." He said, "I'll respect love and respect to the actress and the people who thought they were doing the right thing, but you could tell that he was really really frustrated." So, what do you think, Ray? Do you think there's a double standard here? Do you think that there's there's something that needs to be done. Do they need to change the story? So let me be completely honest. When I first read that, I, I said, this is a story. That's Snow White, you know? You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it is. Gave it a second thought. They changed Snow White to a Latina actor. Um, and then I thought a little bit more. The story of Snow White the Disney aspect of it was a change from the original story. I completely agree with him that if they're, if they, they changed the story at least twice already, why can't they change it a little bit more? And Disney has this, you know, they're trying to make this image of being inclusive, being progressive, you know, they, they, Oh, we're, we're ahead of the game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Why can't they change it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Personally, for me, I think if you want to have the representation of dwarves there, like Peter Dinklage said, don't just have them like living in a cave together to seven dwarves. Give them something other than one personality trait that's their name to be, you know, an actual person, a character. Um, Other than that, like you said, they changed it from the original. My favorite part of the original of the original book is at the very end when Snow White and the prince, I don't know his name, they get married and the evil queen shows up to the wedding they make her dance on hot iron shoes until she passes out and dies. Which I'm like, yo, let's uh, let's get that let's get that part back. If we're going, let's bring it back. If we're getting dark, gritty reboots, right? Like for the Fresh Prince, we gotta we gotta go back to the original Grimm's Grimm's Brothers fairy tales. We gotta yes. we gotta bring out them hot ass shoes. 
Gal Gadot's got to just, you know, dance on him until she passes out. <laughs> that's, that's how it's going to be. But Right, right. <laughs> I mean, like like you said, I, I think there is a double standard because I think a lot of these corporations, Disney, not just them, but all the big ones, they want to have this, you know, this image of being woke and progressive. That's the hot buzzword, right? right. And even though, you know, me, myself, I'm really kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm someone who considers myself someone who believes in a lot of, and a lot of the messaging, but you you can see through people being genuine and something that is just a marketing ploy, kind of like on June, all the pride flags go up on all these corporations, yes. you know, but as soon as July hits, they're all gone. We've all, all talked gone. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name is Earl in the chat says, I'm surprised that fragile white haven't been crying about Snow White being Latina like they did when they read uh, Ariel was black. <laughs> he said, I want a gritty Snow White Fresh Prince crossover. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. But yeah. No, 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 no. We, I, I'm liking that idea, you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, let's, let's go from something. Let's go from some Disney to something, something a little bit more gory and gutsy. Ooh. What's up with Mortal Kombat? So, Mortal Kombat, you guessed it. We're going to make another one. Uh, not us, but, you know, another one's coming out. We're making a Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, it, it was pretty obvious that a second one was going to come out. Uh, so, for this one, they uh, hired Slater to be the head writer. You know, he, he made uh, Marvel's uh, Moon Knight. And if you like Moon Knight, this one should be a good one for you. Uh, we got actor Isaac or Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, and Gaspard. Uh, you know the French actor. Unfortunately, he died last week. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, this movie is going to be very, very gory. Um, the original one was kind of mixed. You have critics, you know, like Rotten Tomato, and I, me personally, I don't trust Rotten Tomato, but they gave it a fifty-four percent. But audiences gave it an eighty-six percent. What do you think of it, Gio? I couldn't hear you. What was that? I said, "What do you think about it?" Uh, you know, oh. Rotten Tomato gave it a fifty-four percent, but audiences gave it an eighty-six percent. I yeah. personally don't trust Rotten Tomato when it comes to you know judging movies. But yeah, no, for me personally, I thought I thought it was an all right movie. Like I, I, I watched it much later down the road, as far as kind of the. Uh, getting past the hype and getting past the whole like, oh, because when it came out, the majority of the people that I saw that were on, on social media were saying, oh, it was a letdown. It was a disappointment. I was like, all right, wait till, you know, that those kind of that kind of uproar subsides and I'll watch it for myself. And I thought it was OK. I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was bad. It was it was just kind of whatever. It was an obvious setup movie. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they have a plan in place and they're going to. I, I think the second one will be better because they will actually get into what we know about Mortal Kombat, which is all that. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, all the tournament stuff, like the video tournament. Games. That's that's the big one is the tournament stuff. You know, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little upset that the first one didn't have the tournament at all, but I, yeah. I understand it's a sense it's and, to get ready. And like, OK, so spoilers for Mortal Kombat, but this movie's been out for a year. Ooh, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> What happened? Uh, I said, I'm sorry. I started that spoiler. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Um, 
Oh, BTG Play says the movie had the worst main character. Dude's main power was literal plot armor. <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, I was going to say, like, you only get to see Scorpion for, like, like a few minutes in the movie. Like, he's really dumb. Right. Yeah, that that, yeah. that part I didn't really care for. I mean, some of the fights were okay. But, yeah, it was an obvious setup movie. I was not a fan of it. I was not, not really a fan. But, you know, I'll, I'll give the second one a shot. Especially if they're going to release it streaming again, I'll, I'll watch it on HBO Max. Oh, of course, of course. You know, easier when you're at home and you get to enjoy it on your own time. Yeah. Not, not having to, like, pay money to go to a movie theater and watch it. Stuff like <laughs> that. So, no, it is, it is what it is. Agreed, agreed. Um, but, yeah. Um, so the- who's even in that movie? What characters? They have Jax, Sonya Blade... Uh, Sub Zero, Goro, uh, uh, Kano. <coughs> Is that it? No, this guy. Oh, uh, Shang Tsung. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I'm here's what I'm waiting for. Right, Here, this is what I'm waiting. For. I'm I'm waiting to see who they cast as Katana, and who they Ooh. cast as Molina. Because I love Molina. She's my favorite. <laughs> so who who do you have in mind that they you think that they should? Honestly, I I don't I, I don't know. Hmm, who would be a good Katana, good Molina? Because I, I think what they should do is they should. I mean, I don't know how they they could probably do it through some like movie magic wizardry, but it should be the same actress playing both because she's a clone of of Katana. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, I they, don't know. They have that magic going on. So <laughs> who could play Katana? I can't think of anyone. Oh, you know who I think they should get to play Katana. Uh oh, what's her name? Karen, Karen Fukuhara. Give me, give me a movie that she played in. What's that? It said, "Give me a movie she played in." Um, she was. Have you watched The Boys? I think so. I can't remember it though. Okay, so oh, man. she was also in. She was in Suicide Squad, the original one, but she didn't really do much in this. Uh, in this movie, but she was Katana. Okay. Okay. Uh, she was also in. What other movies has she been? She's oh. mostly known for the boys, Suicide Squad. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Apparently she wasn't Is that it? She's not really in much? No. No. She she does a lot of, of voice work, but she hasn't really been in much. Yeah, but I think I think she would be a good a, a good a good person to play to play Katana, but we'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Mostly based on who uh, like her role in the boys. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Mortal Kombat. And then now to another big property, Star Wars. So uh, it was announced that, Vi- not Visceral, Visceral's gone, but Respawn Entertainment under EA is making three Star Wars games. Now, the first one is, to no one's surprise, a sequel to uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because that game got a lot of hype when it was released. A lot of outlets liked it. It got re- good review scores. A lot of people were like, this is essentially the Star Wars game we've been waiting for for a long time. I haven't played it yet. Mikey raves about it. He says it's one of his like favorite games. Um, it's one of my favorite Star Wars stories. Now- oh, it- oh, Star oh, okay. Wars stories. Story. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's up there. Okay. I was, I-, I was, I was going to disagree with you on the best game, but I can see the story. Okay. Um, well, you know, 
subjective, whatever. I haven't played yeah, it yeah, yet. Seen so. it. I, yeah, I agree. It's not the best game. Star Wars game. I would give that to uh, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles on PS1. BTG oh, Play says it's a great cool. game. Chill382 says Star Wars Jar Jar's Journeys. Uh, you know what? That would actually be a more interesting game for me. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. But uh, besides that, uh, because we know that the, the, the it's going to be the same people making uh, the, uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2. But in addition to that, we're getting a first-person shooter, a Star Wars first-person shooter that's being helmed by the VR team that made Medal of Honor VR. So I'm not really sure about what they do there. I know Medal of Honor hasn't really been a big property in years. They've been kind of taken over by Call of Duty and other first-person shooters. But we'll see what they do with Star Wars. And then the last one, they said that Bit Reactor, which is a new studio that is made up of people from Fire Axis Games who mostly make the XCOMs games. They're making a strategy, a strategy game for, uh, for for under. Not EA for respawn. Well, yes, EA, but for respawn entertainment. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm not really a big fan of, you know, first person shooters. So the the Star Wars strategy game seems something more my akin. But we'll we'll see. What do you think, Ray? Are you excited for these games? So I do like right. Apex, and I want to say I kind of trust Respawn, but at the same time, I don't, especially if you know about their servers, their servers suck. Uh, I don't like EA, and a Respawn is kind of same as EA. You know, they're money hungry. Uh, we all know the disaster from the last Star Wars, what happened. Um, I just have to say I'm 50-50. I'm going to be the type of person that waits, you know, at least a month or two to see what happens when these games get released. I may go towards the FPS games because uh, that's what I that's that's more my style, especially lately. For sure, for sure. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, one thing that was surprising is that they didn't announce a Battlefield Three, not Battlefield uh, Battlefront. Battlefront, yes. Battlefront. There we go. They didn't announce a Battlefront <laughs> Three. It seems like because the second one was marred in negativity. But from what I hear towards the end, with they made a bunch of patches and changes, that it ended up being an enjoyable game at the very end. Yes. But, but you keep that reputation. Yeah, you you it's kind of a little too late. Too little too late, you feel me? It's like you, you made this mistake. Dice pretty much shot it all the hell to microtransactions. And the fans don't forget that. And they don't forget. And they're like, oh, it's EA. It's Dice. And apparently the new Battlefield game that came out was not even well-received at all. Like, a lot of people thought it was a flop. So maybe they just don't have faith in DICE to be able to make new games. I don't know. I, I have to agree with you on that, because I was one of the unlucky souls to get the new Battlefield 2. Uh, same thing, you know, it's just there's so many glitches. It was... The concept was good, but they executed it in my opinion not not the best they could have executed it better um yeah. i feel like if we get another star wars by them it, it probably won't do well because of their reputation reputation that they created for themselves zombie bait in the chat says i can't wait for microsoft to buy ea i mean at this <laughs> point like everything is in play ever since activision fell like who knows what else what else what other else is going to top in the house of cards but i think you know ea getting bought out I mean, I'm not going to say never, 
But I think Activision was just put into a particular situation based on kind of the shittiness of their work environment to where they they were like, all right, we'll sell because this isn't looking like it's going to get any better. And they're probably like, we can cash out this way, which, you know, unfortunately means that Bobby Kotick still makes out with a lot of money, but at least they're going to get rid of him in the future. So it is what it is. Anyways, uh, let's move on from Star Wars to anime. Jujutsu Kaisen. What's going on with that, Ray? Jujutsu Kaisen. So we're going to get a movie from them. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. It's going to be released in spring. Um, If you don't know about this movie, um, you know, we got the main character who is cursed. Um, In my opinion, I think you should watch the trailer. Watch a little bit about this because the storyline is pretty interesting. Um, I I know earlier we were talking about horror stuff and I was like, I hope it doesn't get too horror. I still like horror stuff. Um, I still like creepy stuff. I, I, this is kind of a creepy story, but it's really, really, it, it's really interesting. Uh, this is going to be a prequel to the manga, and uh, it, March 18th, I believe, is when they get released to about 1,500 theaters across the nation. Um, Gio, do you... you know much about the story i mean i it's a really deep story but uh... so so for as far as jujutsu kaisen goes so they're essentially jujutsu kaisen zero the movie is the prequel story set before the original series i've read the whole manga for jujutsu kaisen zero i know what happens in that one i would say that it's 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 a very it's a very well self-contained story set in that universe and i've read some of the manga i haven't read i haven't gotten far on it I want to actually, I stopped reading it because I wanted to pick up the anime, which, you know, for me, I just start, I say I'm going to pick up an anime, it goes in my backlog, and then it goes to all hell, I don't know when I'm ever going to, when I'm ever going to get a chance to watch it, but I, I heard it's good, and I've seen clips of the show, and the animation looks sick, so I think you put this self-contained story it, with with this kind of, you give them a bigger budget with the animation studio that that's doing it, and I'm I'm excited for this. Because I, I do like this I do like the fact that okay, it's not this big like shonen choppy thing, it's a self contained story about this kid who's cursed by his childhood friend. And I think you know, it's got it's got action, it's got some gut punches, it's got some laughs. I really like the characters that they focus on in this one, so I'm i I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Jujutsu Kaiser Zero. I'll watch it probably in theaters. Oh, you're gonna watch it in theater. Yeah. I I should join you on that. I think I would. I'll watch it in theaters too. Um, Let's do it. Let's set up a day. Yeah. I yeah. We get Mikey. Mikey. Mikey involved too. You oh, for, Mikey? Forcing, uh, okay. forcing him to watch anime. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited for it. Also, like, wasn't this like fairly popular in Japan? Like super popular. It's very popular. In fact, I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not watch Demon Slayer. Really. But I. I same. It takes a, a yeah. You need to draw me in in the beginning for me to get in. It's kind of like my hero academic. Don't kill me, guys. Uh, one oh, of my friends. Uh. One of my friends hates the fact that I can't get into it. It's it starts off real slow. I feel the same about Demon Slayer. Um, it didn't draw me in in the beginning. Um, but Demon Slayer is a pretty big, you know, enemy. You know. Yeah. You no, I, I, this I has think- a chance to overtake it. I think for sure, like, Demon Slayer takes a couple episodes to get into it. For me, it took me about four episodes for me to really get sink my teeth into it. 
about four or five, and then it, you know from there it's like all speeds, all speed ahead, I'll I'll go. But you know, Jujutsu Kaisen is is it's, it's outpacing the Evangelion movie from last year. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I don't know if it'll reach Demon Slayer levels because that movie, that movie everywhere is just. It's just, or that series is everywhere in Japan. Like, it's like yeah, a yeah. big thing. Like, what we think of, like, Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, like, here in America, like, Demon Slayer <laughs> is, like, tenfold over there. Uh, BTG in the play chat says, Demon Slayer better than Jujutsu Kaisen. Fight me. Shut up, you. <laughs> well, um, you know. I'm going I'm to watch, because you said it took you four episodes. I'm going to watch five episodes. If I still don't like it, then I'll fight. All right. For sure. <laughs> I don't know, BTG play. I've I've taken a punch from from right. Yeah, hey, it, it was a punch of love. Don't let them think I'm a violent person. <laughs> for for full full full, uh, full disclosure, uh, I met Ray because he would do boxing classes, and that's 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 pretty much how how I met this guy. And we started talking about like other stuff, and he's the one who approached and was like, "Oh, let me be on your show." I was like, "All right, dog. Like, uh, we'll we'll find a date for you to get on here." And now we we finally got him on here. And, and I'm happy for it because I, yeah. I have always wanted to get on here. Uh, my name is Earl. Says I had to restart Demon Slayer twice before I stuck with it. So it's not just you. I think it is very much a, something that you gotta really, you gotta wait for it to actually sink your teeth, sink its teeth into you. Uh, Zombie Bait says March 18th with tickets on sale February 25th for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. I'm sure you're gonna watch it, if not day one, like opening weekend. Zombie Bait. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Anyways. Uh, BGG places. I'm okay with getting knocked out for dying on my hill. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, I like uh, him. I like him. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So these are going to be our bigger topics. The last two, my last one and Ray's last one. We're going to go a little bit longer instead of a five minute thing. It's going to be a, usually a seven to 10 minute discussion, but we're going to talk about Pokemon, Pokemon legends, Arceus or Arceus or Arceus or whatever you want to pronounce it. I don't know. This is why Pokemon needs voice acting. So we know how to pronounce this stuff finally. Because it is very much, very much uh, a half step. But it's getting good reviews. So Pokemon Legends Arceus is kind of, I wouldn't say a reboot, but a tweaking of the formula. Actually, no, tweaking is too little. I'd say it's a change up in the formula. Where in the game, it's set in an older version of the Sinnoh region. Which is, and it's, you're trying to complete the first ever Pokedex. And so this area is now called Hisui. And at this rate, it is rare for people in Pokemon to live in close harmony. And there are various elements where you got to go in and find these Pokemon who might not be as friendly as you remember them. They're not all, like, I don't want to say domesticated in the show, but they're essentially domesticated, like, in, in the TV show and in the other games, right? They, they wait in tall grass for you to capture them. Not these ones. They're all over the place. Now, I also, to me, it, for a lot of people, were surprised to find out that this wasn't a spin-off game that was developed by some other developing studio. It was actually developed by Game Freak. And so I've watched, I watched videos on this, and there are moments to where, like in the trailer, like you see there's a giant Snorlax with red eyes that is running full speed at you. Like, yeah, that's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's like, this is real. <laughs> like, this isn't no cutesy stuff. Like, these Pokemon will attack... You, the, the not just your Pokemon, they'll attack you, the trainer. Yeah, you gotta give so, them some hands. I know, they gotta throw some hands. I'll teach you. Uh, VGC uh, gave it 100 out of 100 and said, Pokemon Legends is the breath of fresh air the series is needed for so long. 
It may have not been apparent from the trailers, but this is one of the most entertaining, engaging, engrossing games in the entire history of the Pokemon series. It is highly recommended to both longtime fans and complete newcomers. Uh, GameSpot gave it a little bit of a less less of a high review, but it was still an 80 out of 10. They said some of the new ideas in Arceus have Arceus have rough edges, and it's slow to start before you get access to the environments and mounts. It is an awkward first step, but it was big adjustment for me, a longtime fan of the series, to make. Once Pokemon Legends Arceus finds its stride, it's the most daring and innovative the series has been in years, breaking apart from the stayed core and creating something new and exciting from its pieces. And giving it a more a more tepid uh, review, IGN gave it a 70 out of, out of 100 and said, Pokemon Legends Arceus is an ambitious revamp in a, but su- that successfully revolutionizes the defining Pokemon experience of catching and battling. But unfortunately, it is set in a dra- drab, empty, and all three, and at times, tedious world. What do you think, Ray? How are, are you going to buy this game? <sighs> I was a little 50-50 on this. I'm kind of teetering towards no. I don't want to be let down. I see the reviews. The reviews are good. I also watch other people play it. I've watched videos of it being played. There's some moments where I'm like, this is what Pokemon need. And then this is what Pokemon needed. The game needed this. Then there's moments where I'm like, okay, there's nothing around. And what I mean by that is it's an open world with a lot of empty spaces. Like, you got to fill the space in, and and I understand it. it's a it's on the Switch, but I mean, there's been other games on the Switch that are open world that it's not empty like that. That's the part that turns me off is just the emptiness of the world. Yeah. Uh, my name is Earl in the chat. Says Pokemon Legends world looks worse than Jet Set Radio from Dreamcast. There's no way this shit is 10 out of 10. IGN had it right at seven out of 10, and it's always my opinion is objectively and factually correct. Get out of here. It, no, I agree with him on that one. Yes, yes. I, I'd give it a 6 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10. Yes. Zombie Bay says, Earl's been looking at early development picks. And then Earl responds, Earl's playing the game right now. <laughs> yo, the chat is spicy today. I've noticed that. Like, yo, we're we're in some fight. We're in a fighting mood today. I, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, I, I love it. I love I love the energy. I love yes. that energy. The aggressiveness Indeed. to it. But yeah, no, I'm I, I'm probably eventually going to get this game. I think I'm like you. I was 50-50 at, at first waiting for, waiting for the review to come out. And I think a lot of it, like the, the let's say the, like the 10 out of 10 reviews and 9 out of 10 reviews that people are giving it, I would say has to be doing part of the low expectation and kind of the low, the low bar, of, the low standard that people had for Game Freak games as far as, okay, Game Freak is going to put out like a bare minimum Pokemon thing that's going to change a few things. They're going to have a couple new Pokemon designs in it and people are going to buy it up because it's Pokemon <laughs> and kids love Pokemon. Right. right. So, you know, that's how I was about it. But I, I probably will give this a shot. The only thing is right now I am deep into Shin Megami Tensei V and God of War. I'm playing those two games simultaneously. So it's very much like, yo, I'm kind of full right now. I, I can't take anything new. Gotcha. Uh, BTG Play said, I like the critique of the empty space. Yeah, I had the same first impression. So, you know. Agreed, agreed. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> if, if I play it, I'll 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 let y'all know how I feel about it. But as of right now, I'm I'm very much I'm very much kind of deep into the whatchamacallit. Uh other games right now. But gotcha. speaking of which, 
I have seen that the fact that this is essentially a Pokemon game that is making changes. And I think even if it's not the 100, 100 out of 100, 90 out of 100 score that people think it is, you know, I think it's to me, it's a good thing that Game Freak is willing to make these chances. And maybe when we get a Switch 2 or a Pro Switch or a Super Switch, whatever you want to call it, Nintendo's next system, then we can finally see what the vision that they're really going for. So I'm happy that this is made, and I hope it is successful. That way, Game Freak says, huh, it seems like people like it when we switch up the formula. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy the game. It'd probably take me like three months to actually get around to playing to it. But for sure, I, I I hope it is massively successful just for that reason. I will say, in this day and age, you know, games get released. It's not the final product. It never is the final product. True. If they if they do update it and they add a lot more to it, and I am no longer addicted to Destiny Two. Unfortunately, I got sucked in. My friend sucked me into that game. Um, I, I I'll I'll give it a try. I'll buy it. For sure. All right. Now. Let's um, let's move on to the next one, right? Tell me what's up with Studio Ghibli. Oh, Studio Ghibli. They are making a theme park. It's already set to be, you know, released November, or released, <laughs> set to open November 1st. There are three parts to this park. Only one of them is going to be released. Uh, it's going to be based on the work of Miyaz- Miyazaki, um, the lead animation studio for firm of uh, Studio Ghibli's. So this has been teased for a while already, and it was teased for fall 2022. And now we have set hard date. Of course, it's not the full park, but it's only uh, it's only one part of the park. But at least we have a date. Um, I would love to go see this opening. Unfortunately, Japan's not accepting anyone right now. But it's going to be built within the uh, Expo 2005. Uh, I can never say this name. Uh, Achi? Achi? Aichi? Near, Aichi. Uh, yeah, Aichi. Near uh, central Japan. And it's going to be about 494 acres. It's so going I, to be, Huh? I, I looked this up prior to the show. Yeah. Uh, if you want a, a bit of a kind of a a a, a comparison. So is it 400? What was it? 490 what? 494 acres. 494 acres. Disneyland is 500 acres. So it's roughly going to be comparable to that size, a little bit smaller. You know, speaking of Disneyland, you know, this is supposed to be, a. I mean, if, if we look at the, the stuff that that studio puts out, it's beautiful art, you know, and, you mm-hmm. know my favorite Spirited Away and everything. Um, do you think it's going to be as magical as Disneyland? You know, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think. I think it's going to be magical in a different way. Like, it's not going to be the same old Disney. What was I going to say? It wasn't going to be, it's not going to be the same old like Disney where there's a facade, an image, you know, they have all this stuff built. Like, I know Miyazaki himself is very big on like being like, you know, respectful to nature. And so, what some of the main messaging in his movies. And I think they said that they're going to build this park without cutting down a single tree, which would be interesting. To see how they do that because I, I it's not gonna be all this like steel and metal and stuff like that it's gonna be within nature and i don't know if they're gonna you know i think you said that they're not gonna have rides right they're not going to have any rides it's not gonna be a theme park like disneyland 
but I see, I, I see it more as a museum kind of, you know, and they already have kind of museums dedicated to to these things. Yeah. But it, it, it's supposed to be something for you to walk in and be immersed into the of these art, you know, these these movies. They mm -hmm. even have a section which I would love to go to. Once again, Spirited Away. It's all about Spirited Away, you know, and they created it inside a um, warehouse. So rain or shine, you can go there and go see this. And and I, I, I would love to go do this, go there and go see it and be involved in it. Yeah. I mean, and you can also tell by the budget, too, because this is a, uh, a 34 billion Japanese yen project, which if you compare, if you... Um, Change it to American dollars, it's a $295 million joint venture. So, you know, Disneyland, all those theme parks are like billion-dollar adventures. So you can tell yeah. it's not going to have the same budget. But I think for the vision that they're going for, that they'll be able to get get the job done. I'm excited for it. Uh, my name is Earl says, will it be as magical as Six Flags Discovery Kingdom? Uh, of course not. No, Nowhere is more magical than Six Flags Discovery uh, Kingdom in beautiful Vallejo, California. It's uh, by far the number one theme park in the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You, you know I'm an L.A. native. It is Six Flags Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain? <laughs> no, I've been to Magic Mountain once, and I got to say, as far as roller coasters go, that's the, that's the top one. Yes, yes, I yeah. love that place. <laughs> I, I, lo I love roller coasters. But, yeah, no, I mean, we're not, we're not going to get the... We're not going to get the roller coasters... At, at the Ghibli Park, which which wouldn't fit really any of the movies, right? <laughs> yeah, it, although maybe Porco Rosso, like if you're flying on a plane, but yeah, I mean, what could you really do with that? What you know, what I think is going to be like amazing. What's that? Amazing at this park is the food. Okay. Yes. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, the food is going to be top tier, amazing at this park. Do you remember the the first part? The, at the beginning of A Spirited Away, where there's just that mountain of food that turns the, the, the adults into pigs. Yes. Yo, they can recreate <laughs> that. Like, I, I'm, I'm all in for pigging out there. Hey, I'm hey, all in on that. Free food? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I mean, we're, we're going to see kind of these places in real life and what they look like. Like, especially, I think for me, Spirited Away... In Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, they could have, I don't know, I mean, maybe they're not going to have rides, but if they could have, uh, like, animatronics of animatronics. some of the bigger bigger characters, like, in not, yeah. not, not, not Nausicaa, uh, Princess Mononoke, like, the giant, what is it, the giant deer, it's like the Lord of the Forest. Yes. Like, if we could see him just kind of within a clearing, yo, that would be sick that as fuck. That would be amazing. I, I'm actually really interested in how they're going to you know, involve you with the, the moving castle. That's going to be interesting. You know, I, oh, I saw yeah, that they were going to yeah. go through a steampunk kind of theme and everything, but um, yeah, this, this one's going to be pretty interesting. So I know that you, Gio, you want to go to Japan. I'm there. And when they open up and they allow us to go, is this going to be the first place you go to? Hmm. I want to see if it piques your interest that much. I mean, maybe it's not probably it's not going to be the first place I go to because for me that's already reserved to Nintendo Land at Universal Studios. <laughs> yes, yes. Because but it it it's definitely it will definitely be somewhere where I'm going. Especially 
especially once they open up the full part because they're only opening like part one this year. So when they do when they do like parts two and three, yo, that's gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be pushing people out the way. I'm gonna be that. Amer- I'm gonna be that American out there, the the the, the rude American. The rude American. You're gonna fit the stereotype. I'm gonna fit the zero. Like out of the way. Ah! I've been waiting oh, for this for years. But yeah, that's uh, that's for sure gonna be somewhere where I'm gonna go. I'm excited for it. But yeah, what about you, Ray? Like, is this gonna be one of your top places? It will be, in my opinion, number three. Number three, okay. Number three. What are the so other? What is one? And, what is one and two? Number two is going to be. It's a fox sanctuary. I love animals. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my girlfriend talked about this, and we were like, "Yes, let's go see the fox sanctuary." So it's a fox sanctuary where they had saved these foxes and everything, and then they had kids, and they had kids. So it's generations and generations of these foxes that grew up with humans. So they're they're not domesticated, but they're used to humans. They're so, friendly to them. Yes, yeah, so I, I really want to go there. And then number one is kind of a... Um, <clears throat> it's a little adult-rated. Uh, in Japan, they have these things called a love hotel. Oh! <laughs> yes, I want to go there with my girl. <laughs> for, for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> All right. Uh, BGG places. Huey about to be the new Logan Paul. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> First of all, I don't have the money to be Logan Paul. Also, like, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to have all of Japan hate me. I want them to love me. <laughs> ah! All right. Let's move on. All right. So that's that's it for the subtopics today. We're gonna move on to our next subject, which is our our top five. So what it is is every every week. We have a top five where we kind of me and either Mikey or our guest host, you know, we list down our top five based on what the subject is. Mikey, let us know what the what the subject for today's top five is. All right. So what are your guys' top five fight scenes in TV, film and anime? All right. All right. Uh, I'll, let you go with, I'll let you start with uh, your number five, right? All right. Number five. This isn't too serious. What I mean by not too serious, I love it. But the fight itself wasn't too serious. It's going to be the news team street fight in Anchorman. Because that scene was crazy, stupid, over the top. And that's what makes it awesome. Uh, my favorite part is, what's his name? Uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just in the middle holding a grenade. <laughs> Yo, I think uh, Man, yo, that's a great movie. I need to, I need to rewatch it. Yes, you do. I agree. Anchor Man fight scene. Who is it that shows up? Is it Ben Stiller? That's a uh, Spanish. Yeah, the, the Spanish. Movie, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. Um, doesn't and I, one of my favorite parts too is at the at the very end when. They're like talking about it, and they're like, "Hey, yo, uh, kill the guy. You should probably lay low after that." <laughs> yes. And then you know, that's where we got our awesome meme from. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that's true. You know what? I actually I haven't seen Anchorman two. So oh, no, but I know there is a fight scene in that one. Is it as good as the first one? I'm gonna be honest. I'm with you on that. I have not seen Anchorman two oh. either. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. Have you seen Anchorman 2, Mikey? Uh, no, I have not. Because uh, 
I don't know. It, yeah. It's, I never got around to it. It what? I never got around to it. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, who else? I think Luke Wilson shows up in, in this fight. Who else? Can't remember uh, what other actors. This is it's just a just a bunch of other actors just it's showing up. Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vince Vaughn is in it. Of course, Vince Vaughn has to be in it. <laughs> I love. Uh, I don't know if Owen Wilson shows up, but yeah. All right. Now for my number five. This one is one. Of, this one is a very serious one. It is the Bride versus Oren Ishii and Kill Bill. Now yeah, you went real serious. <laughs> Most people, most people think that you know the best fight in Kill Bill is actually the Bride versus the Crazy Eighty Eight, which is I think visually probably the the better fight. But for me, just kind of the the seriousness and kind of the stakes involved, and just kind of the Bride, like yo, this is one of the people that I'm out here to kill. Plus, it's it's Lucy Liu, dog. Yeah, yeah. Lucy Liu, that, that <laughs> yo, yo, Lucy Liu forever. Lucy Liu forever. Yes. You know, so I, that's what I got to say, yo, because I, I, I just picked, honestly, I got to be honest with you. I just picked this because I love, I love Lucy Liu. <laughs> um, hey, that's worth it. That's, you know, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Give, give us your number four. Number four, Iron Man versus Captain America and Winter Soldier. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it straight up. Captain American was, America was wrong for that one. That yeah. Guy killed his parents. And then also, I mean, it was two versus one. They still couldn't like completely take him down. Like, it, uh, yeah, yeah. I I loved that. I loved it. The fight was dramatic. The fight was uh, there was a lot of emotions in there. And overall, that movie, in my opinion, was probably the best um, movie in the universe. I uh, you know up until I'm gonna be honest, Black Panther is my favorite, but. <laughs> up to Black, Black also Black my favorite as well. Same. Yeah, up to Black Panther that they, that movie, but that movie was just full of action, and I think that that fight really capped it all off. Nice. All right. I, I mean, I, I also, I do also love that fight. Just the fact that you know what you said is that you see Bucky and Cap like completely in sync, like you see them completely like you know in sync fighting Cap, and they still couldn't get the job done. Right. And I yeah. think also the emotional stakes in the fight actually really give it like that kind of extra like gut punch like, yo, this is this is Tony and, and Steve. Exactly. Like, exactly. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll give it to you on that one. All right. Anything else to say on that on that one? Uh, that one's that one's rest. Let's put that to rest because it, it gets it gets me riled up, too. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> Okay, for me, my number four would be the hallway fight scene from Daredevil Season 1. Yo, this is just brutal. The way it's shot is just in one hallway, and it's carefully, like, following... It's slowly following um, this kind of fight going on in the hallway, and you don't see what happens in the other rooms, but it's panning in and out, and you just see um, Matt Murdock just in there just taking out people and it's just just a couple of guys it's literally like this building full of dudes that he's just beating the crap out of them and what i enjoy about it is like it's not like daredevil's not getting punched as well because he's also going yeah. through the ringer which makes it like super 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 uh what's the word a little bit more not gory but like intense that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. word 
Yeah, because that that fight to me, that's what sold me on the on the TV show of Daredevil. I was like, yo, Netflix has something with these Daredevil shows because because right here, Matt Murdock is just you know these guys have guns, they have weapons, and he's still beating the crap out of them, taking them down, and just knocking them out. It's it's great. Yeah, it's a great fight scene. I agree. I agree. I I, I think the whole choreograph on that was just amazing beautiful the point of view that they showed it from as he's doing work that's yes i 100% agree with you on that one have you seen old boy Gio? Uh, Mikey, i haven't seen old boy oh, okay it's like the, there's a hallway fight in that one too and uh it's, oh. not, it's not filmed exactly like how it was in daredevil but uh it seems like daredevil took inspiration from the hallway fight in old boy i've been, I've been wanting to watch old boy for like ever but the person who I was supposed to borrow the movie from never got never got back to me on it. So, but now everything's streaming. So now I guess I can look it up. So, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. that person here. No, he's not. <laughs> no, not not here. All right, let's uh, move on. Give me your number three, Ray. Number three is going to be Batman versus Joker in Dark Knight. Okay, near the end. Near the end. I, I enjoyed that fight mainly because it was short, sweet, and to the point. We got to the point on why Joker, you know, the relationship between Joker and Batman, you know, you need me as much as I need you kind of thing. And honestly, that fight was a little real, more realistic compared to a lot of other fights. You know, he came in with his weapon, took him down, thanks to the help of those dogs. And then uh, there was nothing over the top about that fight. And... I think that's what I enjoyed about that. Yeah, I think at this point also, it, it is very much an ideological battle. Like, in the sense of, like, this is two people who believe in two different things about humanity and the world at large. And the Joker has this plan to show why, you know, his his way of madness is right. Yes, yes. And it, it's very much like... You know, when when the bomb strikes, when things go to hell, you will see that I was the one that's right. And it, it, it's, it's, it's as much as it is a physical battle, because it's not it's not really a physical battle, per se. Like you said, it's not over the top. It's not really yeah, exactly. that much. It, it's definitely more of a chess move. Like, yeah, it's also it's all psychology, uh, you know, psychological. And that's that's I think that's what I liked about it a lot. Right. And also just kind of the fact that Batman he wants to finish this fight, but at the same time, he can't. He can't go too crazy. He can't like, like you said, he can't go over the top because if he ends up killing the Joker, then the Joker is right in the end. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Uh. Well, have you heard that that the Joker was supposed to be in the Dark Knight Returns? I did when he was. Uh, Heath Ledger unfortunately passed away, so they changed it up, right? In the original, in in the because you, you can still you know what's supposed to happen because if you if you see they they wrote about it in the novelization of the book, but when Bane busts out all the prisoners from Blackgate, like you see the Joker in his cell, and the Bane Bane looks at him as like not him, like he's too dangerous, uh, like we can't let him loose. So I I thought that was that was def that would have been dope to see. Yeah. In uh, the Dark Knight Rises, but unfortunately, like you said, Heath Ledger. Passed away. Peace. All right. What's the next? What's your? Uh, you got any more to say on this fight? Uh, Mikey. Oh no! Uh, I would say it's probably top five 
superhero fights of all time. And it's like, in, along with the, the Iron Man cap. Uh, yeah, I was. It's just one of those things, like you said, it's, it's all psychology and like, it's so thematic and it's so good. Agreed, agreed. All right. So, my next one. Yo, Ray, have you seen the Raid movies? I have not. Bruh. Yo, look, because Mikey was telling me, Mikey told me about the Raid movies. Yes. And I watched both of them. And yo. Yes. Is it worth it? Yo, yo, you have to watch these movies. Like, you have to watch the Raid and the Raid 2. These, these are for sure, for sure, uh, top tier action movies. If you're a fan of John Wick, the Raid is here. Say again. If you're a fan of John Wick, I think you'll like the Raid. Of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Uh, did you watch Judge? Did you watch the Judge Dredd movie reboot? No. Okay. Never mind. I was gonna bring that <laughs> in too, but yo. So in this uh, fight, right, you see Mad Dog fighting against uh, these two brothers. And I got to say that, yo, one of the most intimidating, like, just, like, on-screen presences is Mad Dog in the, in the, ra- in the first Raid movie. This man is taking two-on-one with, you know, I don't know what kind of martial arts that he's using, but he is, like, fucking kicking their asses. And even if they get, like, a lucky punch or two, like, he's able to just shrug it off. And, yo... It is nuts, and it's not like a choreographed, like slow fight. Like they're going full speed. Okay, it is okay. brutal. I, you see him multiple, multiple knees to the chest. Ooh. Like, are they what are they doing Muay Thai, Mikey? Is it Muay uh, Thai? It's, fight? A, it's a combination of uh, a bunch of martial arts. But yeah, uh, there's Muay Thai Jiu Jitsu going on. Uh, yeah, just it's pretty much like a MMA street fight. The entire movie. Yo, okay, okay. So this, this is uh, kind of reminding me of like Ongbok, you know. Yeah, really? okay. it, yeah, it definitely took inspiration okay. from Ongbok. Or some okay, inspiration then, yeah, definitely. I need to watch that. No, for sure. You you have to watch. You have to watch the raid. Uh, BGG plays and says Mike Shinoda with the hot soundtrack too. Wait, did he do the soundtrack for the raid? Silat was the Marshall fighting style. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. For sure. All right. All right, Ray, give me your number two. All right. If you haven't guessed already, my all-time favorite anime. I I have to say, I guess I have to say anime series. It's going to be Rioni Kenshin and Samurai X. But yeah, Rioni Kenshin. Okay. One of the... We talked about this. Me and you, Gio. I'm a history buff. So there's a scene in Rioni Kenshin where they have to fight the Gatling gun. What I mean by that is this guy, this rich dude, he buys a Gatling gun and he's just taking out all these uh all these people using like old school old school, you know, weapons. What I like about that fight was that was kind of like the signal between the old style and the new style. And we know this takes place during that time, the Meiji, I believe it was. Meiji uh, era. Yeah, yeah. During that era when, you know, the Emperor was trying to take or, you know, take consolidate power and everything and i think that was a that fight signaled you know them trying to hold on to tradition oh for sure i I, you know i haven't seen veroni kenshin and it's been a while since i since i since i've watched 
Okay, okay. Uh, I was gonna say I thought you said you'd never seen it. I was gonna no, go no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched Ronnie Kenshin as a kid. I, I thought it was great. Uh, BTC yes. places now I get the blue batote by name. Huh? Duh. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah. No, it, it's for sure. It's for sure one of those moments where even though it's not like it's not a super long fight, it's not like Goku Frieza like levels of yeah. length. But it, it it is like symbolically really dope. And just Kenshin Nomura, like that man, like he's he's one of the coldest motherfuckers in anime. Oh my uh, God, he, yes. he, he, and he's like the nicest guy, but you see when that 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 that, that switch when he goes from being uh, Kenshin to being Batosai, uh, to being Batosai, <laughs> you you see him like just murk these motherfuckers. Yes. So it, it's definitely definitely a good one, Mike. You, you did you watch Ronnie Kenshin? Uh, no, I have I haven't seen any Ronnie Kenshin material, but I know about. Oh man, okay. I, I know I have a lot of anime you I need know. to catch up on. I know. Have you seen the, Have you seen the live action Kenshin movies? Right. I have, I have not. People, I, I keep hearing mixed reviews, and I don't want my favorite anime to be ruined <laughs> for a live action. I think for sure it's not perfect, but I think the the live action Kenshin movie is definitely uh, on the top tier of live action anime movies. It's it's not going to be like a Full Metal Alchemist or Death Note level like trash. Like they're actually not that bad. Okay, okay, I'm gonna take your word for that. And I'm actually gonna give it a try. It's not like the best thing ever, but it it definitely does get like a good majority of the stuff, of the stuff right in my you know, opinion. I, I understand, you know, when you make something live action. Honestly, I think the best live action uh, adaptation of a uh, of a movie or of an anime was Death Note. Really? Not Netflix. The original Japanese. Oh, movie. okay. I've seen for that you. one. Oh, you definitely need to see it. So it's funny because with Death Note, for me, I actually saw the live action Japanese version first. Then I saw the anime and then I read the manga. Okay. You know, I, it was completely backwards, but I, I, I think they did a great job. Of course, it wasn't Netflix, so that's why. But yeah, I, I might give Rony Kenshin live action a try. Okay, Do you agree with sure. BTG yeah, Play? Definitely, it definitely worth. Oh, sorry. What do you say? Uh, uh, it's the best live action anime ever. I might oh. like the live action movies. You think I would? You know my taste. I've only seen number. I've only seen the first one, but I, I think you would. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll download those for legally. All right, you guys, you guys are really convincing me too to watch it. I'm gonna give it a try. Uh, there's there's five movies now, and the coolest thing is they finally did Kenshin's final arc. Well, that's cool. Oh. They're doing as mo- is it a movie a series of movies. That's okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think you might have to you might have to get started on these, Ray. <laughs> I definitely will. Actually, you know what? I got time now. You know, I'm stuck at home now. So, all right. So my number two, like we're talking about anime, right? My my number two would be. Uh, have you seen Stephen Chow's Journey to the West? I have not, but I know the story of Journey to the West. All right. Oh, yo, like this movie for sure. To me, it is probably the best adaptation of on of li- of something like an. It's it's basically a live action anime fight, to where you have these demon hunters and the main character fighting against the Monkey King, who's kind of like the final demon that they have to you know quell and take down, and it is over the top. It is like seriously like I want to say gory, but like you know some of these dudes get messed up. It's just you see all these crazy powers flying around. There's swords going on, and it, it all culminates in like this giant Buddha just kicking the shit 
out of this monkey king. Yo, it is. It is. <laughs> it, it's got. It's got like crazy stuff. It's got a little some emotional stakes because I don't want to spoil the movie, but the the ending of that movie got me a little emotional. So I'm I I love that movie. And you know the the actual the original story is kind of an emotional one too. So I I I, I could see that, and uh, I'm actually interested to look look that up too. Yo, yeah, no, I I would say that Journey to the West it, to me is Stephen Chow's best movie. And he's made a lot of good ones. Mine's Kung like Fu he, Hustle. What else did he make? He made uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Soccer. Everyone loves Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. You're weird if you don't. Uh, Shaolin Soccer. He did another one. I forgot King what it comedy. was. Comedy. I'm looking at The Mermaid. CJ7. CJ7. That was, I like that one. And it's that also was, uh, The also God of Cookery one. and Forbidden City Cup. And from Beijing yeah. with love. I've never seen that one. There was a sequel to Journey of the West, but Stephen Chow didn't direct it. He just like produced it, and it, I heard it wasn't as good. So I don't want to watch it because I don't want to be, I don't want to be disappointed. I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> right. So it's yeah. I, I would say this is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's it's in my top somehow. My like my top twenty five. Uh. Check out an underrated classic, uh, God of Cookery. Buzz Kill, Buzz Nightyear, I Heart Geo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, thank you. I, I, I usually get hate on this. I usually get a bunch of hate on this, on this channel or on our show, but it's nice to see someone being nice to me for once. You don't, you don't think it might be a little weird? No. Well, like, yeah, like, but not like really. Suspicious, it is like, I, shut the fuck up, BTG play. Oh, ass. See, that, that sounds more normal. That, that is more normal. <laughs> that is more normal. All right. Uh, let's move on to the... Give me your number one. All right. So, number one for me, it's... I I will admit, this is a recent recent biasy because... Uh, You've been rewatching? Yes, because I finally got my girlfriend to rewatch or watch an anime and she chose Naruto. But it's Naruto, Gara versus Lee. When he dropped those weights, oh my god! Yo, <laughs> yo, uh, hold on. Let me let me respond to the chive turkeys in the chat right now. You only get hate because you have trash taste and horrible hot taste. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Uh, Buzz killing Buzz. Not your said he's so cute though. Whoa. That's also something I'm not used to. Oh, also, my 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 tastes are not trash. I have the best taste, and my name is Earl. Is just mad. We just have <laughs> jive turkeys out here. Anyways, Gara versus Rock them. Lee. <laughs> Please continue. But yes, yes, you know that that fight. I, I have to say, I've watched it multiple times. You know, sometimes I'll get on YouTube and just watch it. It just hypes me up. You know, yeah. especially the way you know as he's taking off the the weights. You know and. I think it was Tamari. She's like, oh, that's not going to help him. And then, um, you know, all this smoke comes oh. out. <laughs> yes. It hypes me up. It, it gives me, uh, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I could take on the world. Unfortunately, the way it ended was sad, but I mean, that yeah. fight was amazing. Shooting exam is for sure the best arc in Naruto. Agreed. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, 
But yeah, I, I agree, because you see also Gara, who's like supposedly never been hit before, and Rock Lee is the first one to actually ever touch him. And you could see that psychologically that messes up Gara. Like yes. he's just like, What? Like I'm bleeding? <laughs> what the hell is this? It's like what the hell is this? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, no, I think it it because it, not only that, but I think it just shows you not only cause they I think they had to take cause that essentially took Elite Rock Lee out of the show for the yeah. first put in and they had to he was too beastly <laughs> he was just gonna get stronger and stronger and exactly. you know what? i think also like for for naruto it also shows you kind of how not only how strong rock lee is but how strong uh might guy is yes yo yes, yo guy because I, I would think lee versus gara is probably the best fight in original naruto in the original one yes we get I... to ship it in like I didn't really care for, for the the ending. I have problems with of Naruto, but yo, like Mike Guy versus you know I don't want to spoil anyone, but the guy yeah. that fight at the end, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah say, be careful, be careful. But yeah, no, um, hey, that shows how strong he is. Uh, there's one more thing too about that. Uh, I speaking of that, there's this meme I saw about Mike Guy how every person who says, "Oh, that's Mike Guy," he goes, "Who are you?" Who are you? Who are you? There was only one person that he remembered, and it was Itachi. I always thought that yeah. was funny. That is funny. Um, okay. Uh, BGG Play says, never watch Boruto, though, if you like Rock Lee. I, yeah, like everyone says, don't watch Boruto, period. <laughs> uh, Zombiebait90 says, Hercules versus Gilgamesh and Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works is top five. <laughs> With BG play saying fate has some of the best fights ever. Yeah, both these guys have been trying to get me into fate, which I'm not gonna lie, it seems like it's a good series. But I just, I always just like I'm gonna fuck off and watch something else. But <laughs> there's so yeah. many things to watch, so many things to do. There is like there, like we, like one of my friends was telling me that like people who are into anime as weebs, we are very spoiled. We're living in this like heyday. Because I remember the 90s. I remember four kids' dubs. I remember only being able to find one out of ten manga volumes. And it's in a tiny section, like one count, one one little section at Walden Books. I remember all that. Yes. I remember I remember not being able to watch anime unless it was Toonami. Yeah. Because if you wanted to get uh, anime, there was like, I think it was like Tokyo Pop had, a, yes. had an anime channel. Then yes. that you had to you had to get that specially from the from Comcast, and my parents were like, "We're not paying for this." Right. So, the other one was uh, Adult Swim on Saturdays. Yeah, true. I so, mean, it wasn't. Besides, uh, you know, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, when I actually knew what anime was, you know, my introduction to anime was Inuyasha, mm. and that was because one Saturday I stayed up late and watched Adult Swim, and it came on, and I was like, "Oh, hey, this is cool." For sure. All right, let's move on to my number one. Now, my number one is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I could even argue that this is probably one of the best trilogies of all time. Okay. But we go back to the original, and it's the club scene from John Wick. Yeah. Where he is just hunting these dudes down in this nightclub. And he is, you know, taking off all these cronies, and they're all sending all these guys after him. And he is, you know, one of my, okay, so one of my favorite parts of uh, 
of, of this fight, the John Wick fight, is there's a dude literally in a bathtub. That he's he's trying to he's trying to he's he's hunting him down. He just pretty much shoots the guy twice in the head and then once in the chest, and you just see him fall. It's like, damn, did he have to shoot him down like <laughs> like three times? Yo, that that was it, the bigger dude, right? Yeah, I, I think I think that was necessary. And he <laughs> he was going in like from the jump, right? The dude in the bathroom that he's just mercilessly just <laughs> drowning him. He proceeds to like just beat the shit. It's so it feels yes. it's so viscerally. Like satisfying, because like oh like why this like you killed my dog and I get it because if someone yes. were to kill my dog I would feel the same way. Agreed. Like, I would I would yeah. hunt these motherfuckers down, and I, I would make them die like, like make painfully. Them. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely I I can agree with you. The whole John Wick series, like you said, the trilogy is amazing. That scene though, yes, it was a. Uh, I I'll go a little bit before that and say the one that I like. The part that I liked the most was when he was standing around the corner waiting for the dude to come come around and, you know, they, oh, his basement clear. He says clear. And then as soon as he rounds the corner, you know, boom, you know, punch him, stab him, cover yeah. his mouth so he can't say anything. And yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I agree with you. And even like you see the dude, the dude in the bathing suit running, and John Wick is just like lining up the shots, and you see all the glass breaking. Because if it wasn't for that glass, he would have been on target every single time. Every single shot, yes, yes. And he's just out there. These dudes are coming at him with guns, and it's just like this kind of gun foo, like just high action in this club scene where there's just innocent people, and he's like just hunting this guy down. I I, I absolutely love this scene, and it's my favorite fight. It's from one of my favorite movies, from one of my favorite trilogies, and honestly, it's it's just so good. Yes. It's just so good. I love John Wick. Um, Buzz Kilton Year says Team Pinky. That's right, Team Pinky. That's my dog. <laughs> that, that is my dog, the best dog in the world. Even though she be a little shit, but I love her. Uh, my name is Earl. Says Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Bar Fight is easily top of. That's another one. Um. That's that's another series that I had consideration for mine, but um, there was something else that I, I I I thought of that I I forgot to put on my not forgot but like it it just barely didn't make my list and I forgot what it was, but definitely definitely happy with my choices. I am too, and I like your choice too. Uh, I will say John Wick on point guess. Only because I didn't see the number, your number two or three, I would say I have to put Daredevil above those. But it's okay. only because I hadn't seen those. But I love that Daredevil scene also. Yo, yeah, you you got it, man. You gotta, you're you you uh, do not do anything, man. I'm telling you, watch the raid. You will not be disappointed. There, yeah, there's two movies. Yeah, the raid. That that movie. I, I have a feeling you'll you'll really like it because that. It's it's amazing, definitely my one of my favorite action flicks ever. All right, now we move on to the last part of the show, which is our one v one debate, where we discuss one. Uh, we have a a question where me and our Mikey or our guest host today being Ray, we take different sides and we essentially discuss and debate and disagree on it is. So Mikey, if you want to hit us with the debate question of today. Holla at us. All right. So, what do you guys think? Are there too many superhero movies these days? 
All right, I'm going to let you go first, Ray. There are not too many superhero movies. I, I think that we need more. I really do. Really? Why so? I think that we need competition. Um, I think I think Marvel's dominating everything. Um, you got DC trying, but DC is not measuring up. I believe that we need more superhero movies that compete with Marvel. Okay. But couldn't you say that Marvel is competing with itself? Like, don't you feel like there's an oversaturation to where now we know what the Marvel formula is and it's getting stale? You believe it's getting stale? That I mean, is- I, 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 personally, like, okay, so let's say personally and also um, let's talk about my personal view, but also the, the view of the, the majority of people. Right. Okay. Personally, do I think it's getting stale a little bit? Because even though they are still enjoyable, like something like Black Widow that came out last year, it was it was an okay movie, but it definitely didn't have the bite that it should have because we know kind of okay, it's going to be this. The villain is going to be the and the villains are always kind of like not the best in Marvel movies. That's definitely their Achilles heel. But this is the villain. There's going to be some twists. There's going to be some jokes along the way, and it's going to be that Shang Chi. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. It was a great. I think it was to me, out of all the Marvel movies that came out last year. Oh, okay, not all of them. There was there was four <laughs> last year. There was four Marvel movies last year. I forgot that there was four. Okay, it was probably the second best Shang Chi, the second best. I think the only for me. The best one out of all the Marvel movies that came out last year was Spider-Man, right? But the thing about Spider-Man is that it definitely doesn't have your your typical Marvel plot structure because it starts to go there, but it has kind of the added boost of being, um, how do I say this without spoiling it for anybody? Definitely having nostalgia factors actually this isn't a spoiler yeah. because it's in it's in the trailer but you have alfred molina coming back as uh doc ock you have jamie fox as electro you have uh willem dafoe as green goblin so you do get those three villains and that is the added nostalgia so they would have had to change up the plot that way but every everything else eternals kind of fell by the wayside you know uh, Black Widow was kind of okay. Those two were kind of mid, right? But Shang-Chi was definitely the best one. Uh, BTG Play says, unpopular opinion, multiverse is going to ruin the Marvel Universe. It's cool now, but it's going to get oversaturated. Man, Mikey, apparently Mikey agrees. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely for sure something that that we, uh, that we are getting way too much on. Like, I, at this point, I think Marvel is even competing with itself. Which, so my question to you, especially with uh, Black Widow, how much of that is it following the formula? We just know what's going to happen, and that's why we're just like, eh, about it? Or was it actually an eh movie? I, I would say on both, on both, on both counts. It was like, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie, but I think to me, personally, the worst reaction you can get is indifference. Because if something's bad... If something's like really, really bad and people like are still talking about it, yo, that was horrible. Like that's to me, that's how the Venom movies are getting popular <laughs> because they're so bad, but people somehow like them. It's like super hey, tryhardy. 
I'm people. I'm people. Ah, oh, goddammit, right. Don't support, <laughs> don't support this. Uh. But see, see, okay. And that's that, and that's where I'm coming from. Black Widow, in my opinion, was eh. A lot of those movies are eh. But I mean, what, what's competing with them? And like you said, there's competing with itself. I, I do, I, I will say this. Yes, Marvel needs to put out a little less, but I think we need more super hero movies that compete with marvel and i don't mean just throw anything out there i mean come on like i know a lot of people like the bat like batman and a lot of people like superman i in my opinion they were nowhere near any of the marvel movies they they just weren't good enough to compete and do, yeah, do you I mean, disagree with that i mean i don't disagree with that i mean we'll see how this new batman flick, flick plays out because it looks like it's it looks like it's going to be top tier, but even so, like you have the Marvel movies coming out, you have DC, you have all these kind of random indie studios that are putting out superhero movies. Um, like, remember the Kick-Ass series? Like, at first it was yeah. cool, but when Kick-Ass 2 came out, like, everyone was kind of over it. No one, like, number two, no one really cared about that movie. Then you have even, like, these indie superhero movies, like Super with uh, Rain Wilson, like, you know, it was a good movie, but no one really cared because it's like it wasn't a Marvel thing. No one cared. We were all just tired of superheroes. Uh, BGG Play says, where is the Image Comics cinematic universe? Uh, Zombie Bait says, Zack Snyder is below mid as a director. I mean, I feel a lot of people don't disagree with you. Actually, you know what, though? Like, yeah, for being like someone that people don't feel is a great director, like people were clamoring for the Snyder cut. Yeah. And this and th- that's probably it where when you see people who are like saying like no, we love these movies. We mm-hmm. want more of them. To be honest, I think that's just the majority of the online fans. Like the average person is probably like, "Oh, I didn't even know this was a thing." So, yeah. So do you, you think that has more to do with the way they market it as opposed to you know. So it, it just seems like they, "Oh, People might want this. Let's just slap something together real quick. And I, I mean, it, I think I think that's when you know you jump the shark when the big corporations are saying like we can we can make a quick buck on this. Like that's when you know it's we're we're kind of at that point. So, would you say there's too many superhero movies where they're doing that as opposed to we need more superhero movies that are actually good? Well, the problem, the problem with that is, like, I, I think, yes, there are too, too many superhero movies that are phoning it on, phoning it in. But even if it's, like, too many superhero movies that are, you know, actually good, right? As far as, far as that is, is that it, it, to me, it, it's a moot point because I think even if you have these 10 out of 10 banger movies, then it, it gets to be overwhelming, because then you you also have you know this isn't we're not we're just talking about movies here but yeah. there's so much superhero content in general out there between video games and TV shows and comic books and all that to where it becomes a little bit like oh okay there's so much going on but if I don't watch this then I won't get what this means or I won't understand fully this and there's just so much going on that the majority of the public will probably get confused uh 
BGG places, to be honest, I think that's why Invincible did so well. Even though it was animated, it was a breath of fresh air from the Marvel and DC stuff. That's true. Invincible was was something that was different from it. But I think also, you know, one thing that for sure I think is helping a little bit, and I will, I will, I will concede this point to you, is that we no longer have Fox making all these X-Men movies. Yes. Yes, I, that was horrible. Uh, just just speaking of that, you know, I was talking about the original Deadpool. That was horrible. What they did, what was that X-Men Origin, I believe? Yeah. That was horrible. And in my opinion, I think that we need to stop having these people make movies that are just horrible like that. They're just trying to capitalize on getting a cute, uh, quick bucks, you know? I think that we need movies that are good quality and that can compete. Uh, 1v1 show. Oh, Mikey said, I still need to watch The Boys and Invincible, but, you know, superhero for the... Yeah, same, because I, I found that, because I, I watched the first episode of Invincible, and I thought it was good, but I didn't finish the rest of the series, not because I didn't think it was good, but I'm just like, I'm kind of tired of superheroes. Same thing with The Boys. Like, I watched... I watched season one. I loved it. I, I binged that whole thing. Season two, I haven't gotten around to it, but everyone tells me it's good. It's just one of those things where it's like... <laughs> excuse me ah, they got they got me uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's just like i'm i'm over it i'd rather watch something else i want to hear new stories i want to hear another thing because even if they do switch up the formula we're getting kind of the same tropes over and over and over again even anime like i my hero academia like i i, I love that Ooh. show I'm and sorry. then the ending, the like the last couple of arcs to me, I've I have hated it. So maybe I am get, maybe that's that's me getting that superhero fatigue. I uh, I, yeah. I can give you I give you that point. There's a lot to uh, cipher through. I I do like your point about you know oh if I miss this V or if I miss this part of this series, I'm going to be lost. And, and I could agree with you, and I and I do think that we're tying everything together, which is cool. But when you have so much content, you miss one little thing, you're completely lost. And I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. No, I so I I I had the when you were talking about the Joker fight with uh with Batman, I pulled it up. Yeah. Just to kind of jog jog my memory, and, and I left I left the video up, and so you know how auto, YouTube auto plays. Yeah, and it's pulling up the scene from when uh, Harvey Dent was in the hospital as Two Face, oh. and you see the Joker coming as the as the, <laughs> the nurse. nurse. Yeah, and it's like we didn't realize it was a nurse till she took off the mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All that oh. makeup and stuff. No, no, oh, no, 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 He's like, ah, wait a minute, it's the Joker. <laughs> oh my God! Yo, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh god now we got him now but yeah no the uh like i said uh i i love the i love superhero things i love i you know i i collect comics i i have a bunch of figures i have a bunch of you know i watched all the movies but even now for me it's just kind of like you know i have marvel i have dc and now you're giving me the boys you're giving me invincible you're giving me this you're giving me that, and I'm just like, ah, it's so much content that I just, 
I, I would need to watch something else. But you know, I think only really see a change if if it changes in the box office. Of if, course. If we, if we of get course. if audiences stop watching all these movies, then that's when we'll see. Uh, I'm still gonna watch all of it though, but sometimes it feels like homework. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, I agree. Yeah. And plus, with no. streaming now, like where we have all of these like streaming like shows, and you know, even even the I don't even touch the DC shows unless it's animated. Like I don't touch any of the Flash. And I don't touch any of Arrow or any of all like the Arrowverse stuff. Like it's just, it's yeah, not for me. Yeah, I I tried each one of those. I I tried one episode, maybe two on a few of them, and it was just yeah. like, eh. yeah, very uh, like all the CW stuff. And then I, I've heard Doom Patrol is good. I've heard Titans is good, but I I just haven't gotten into them. Uh, BGG Play says movies are getting pumped out like the comics. I think that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, the goal for all these like corporations is always money, right? If exactly. people, if the supply and demand. If people are demanding it, that someone's going to supply, and that's just kind of the if ends and buts about it. But we'll see if you know the audiences get tired of it. Right, right. Yeah, because I can already tell that we we kind of reached the nexus point to where with Endgame, right? Like, where do we go from here? Like, we told this, we told a whole story. And yeah, you can say that there's more, but do you really, is there anything, any story really after Endgame that has been like, yo, like, this was, this was, this was something that was necessary to watch. So I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think it starts with Spider-Man and I, I don't mean this as an insult. It's, it's kind of towards me too. I, I don't think everything after this is meant for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good point. I think this is meant for the new generation. I think this is going to be meme for. Uh, I give you a great example about that. You know, this. I guess you kind of call this a superhero movie, but Space Jam Two. Yeah. Horrible, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't meant for us. Um, you can look at. You can just look at the all the kids. They loved that movie, but that yeah. movie it was horrible. Um, my first thought was, oh, this is nothing like Space Jam. Space Jam is so much better. But have you? Gone back and watch Space Jam as an adult? Not in a while. If you go back and watch Space Jam as an adult, it's not the same as when we watched it as a kid. I mean, like it, it's actually horrible, to be honest. I'm sorry if I insulted anyone on that one, but I, I think it was horrible. When I was a kid, I thought it was amazing. But I, I, I really do think that they're continuing this superhero thing because, one, it's easy. But two, I do think we need more. I think we need more competition, not for us, for the new generation, unfortunately. But I think in that sense, you can kind of you can kind of also compare it to Pokemon, to how like the newer games were not for us. They were for you know for the younger generation, for kids. Like oh, we love Pokemon, you know, and now the kids get to play their own Pokemon, and we're like, why is this not good? And they're like, because it's, it's for the children. Agreed, agreed. I yeah. mean, I'm gonna still say it. I'm gonna say like, this isn't good at all. This isn't yeah, like. We're always gonna complain. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we'll end on that note. On that point, I got. I really got nothing to rebuttal that one. Um. All right. Anyways, Mike, you wanna you wanna close this out? Yeah, hold on. Oh, whoops. All right, guys. So that was our show for today. 
huge thank you to everyone who participated in the chat, especially the, the ones who are having their own 1v1 show with other chatters. And, <laughs> and also a huge thank you to Blue Batasai, aka Ray, for coming in as a guest host. And be sure to follow him on Twitch. And in any other socials, do you have any, Ray? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Same thing, Blue Batosai, or Blue underscore Batosai. There's no content on that. I'm going to use it as a, uh, you know, hey, I'm live kind of thing. Okay. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, r.a.mphoto. Um, that's, it's mainly just me doing stupid things like working out, cooking. Oh, yeah, and photography. I'm kind of into photography. Super amateur, though, but yeah. And uh, my, what? my name is Earl. Shout out to Mikey's view from his window. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And uh, if you guys liked what you saw today, please give us a follow on our socials, especially Blue Batasize and the One V One shows. And uh, yeah, and if you want to support us financially, we also have a Patreon where three bucks you can have a your name at the end of the show in the roll credit, which you'll see in a minute. And for five dollars, you can submit any topic. So, anything you want, as long as it's appropriate. And for ten dollars, we you'll be a sponsor of the show, and uh, we'll plug your socials, product, business page, whatever. As long as it's appropriate, obviously. But uh, so yeah, so that's it for today. I'm Hyphisol, aka Mikey, along with your boy Geo Huey Flow and Blue Batosai. And then that is it for today. Thank you guys, and uh, if you want more of the 1v1 show, stay tuned for maybe five minutes while we you know, just get ourselves situated to snacks and drinks, and uh, we'll just be just having a random conversation in a little bit. So uh, yeah, so if you want more of the show, stay tuned. If not, uh, we'll see you guys next Saturday, as always, at 11 a.m. PST. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Later. Show. Sure.